Hello, everybody, and welcome to Best of the West. Starting a couple minutes early, but just thought it's there's a lot of trades, transactions, free agent signings that have happened over the past week. It's been a crazy offseason. Uh, so we're going to start off with the division winning and Super Bowl winning uh, Los Angeles Rams as they signed uh, wide receiver Allen Robinson to a three-year deal uh, worth $46 million. Uh, Kenji, what is this do with the uh, already stacked receiving core for the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, um, you know, we were on uh, Jonah and Hayden's uh, Silly's uh, show yesterday, and we did brief uh, through this, but um, what this does to this receiving core is it proves that, like, that Van Jefferson and OBJ might not be on the Rams anymore because they went out and get a high market receiver. Maybe he might be underrated, but I don't know. But uh, personally, I think that uh, Van Jefferson is gone. He's gone from the Rams. He goes somewhere else. And, you know, he's a talented wide receiver that he will be a solid uh, slot receiver. And OBJ, he... He says, you know what, I'm not going to have a starting job. I might just go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And uh, where do you think OBJ could go, uh, considering there's, you know, pretty vacant wide receiver spot open on a certain uh, Midwest team uh, that good friend of the show, Jeffrey Hinkle, is a fan of? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, we have talked about this before. Uh, the Green Bay Packers is definitely an option. but. I this got this in my mind is that the Raiders actually might be a solid option is because their defense is transforming into something really good. And uh, you can have a really good like wide receiver core with Beckham, Renfro, and uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, that is also a lethal wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I personally think the rich are just getting richer when it comes to, you know, whoever's to the Rams and whoever's going to get uh, OBJ, unless it's the Packers where you're just like desperate for some sort of a wide receiver. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you got absolutely nobody out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, do you think, so where do you think Van Jefferson will go? And do you think, and why not Robert Woods, who has already been more injury prone? Mm-hmm. I think that, you know what, like, since you mentioned it, it can, it can go both ways, but I feel like that they, the Rams would more want a veteran leadership at the receiver spot because, you know, Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson are still, like, they're, they're still, like, pretty, like, not super young, but young enough, um, so maybe that veteran leadership will help, um, and Van Jefferson, that's, like, really tough is because I never thought, like, the Rams would be, like, okay, I'm, we're going to sign this big receiver. Um, but honestly, I think the Cardinals would be a good fit. You think that they would go in division and trade Van Jefferson? I, or do you think they'll cut him? I think they'll just plan out cut him. Like, because, you know, just to save some cap space, even though they have, like, zero. Uh, but I think they'll just plan out cut him because they're like, we don't need you anymore. See, the only reason I'm thinking of Robert Woods is because, one, he's injury-prone. Two, he has a bigger contract than Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And 
Jefferson, in my opinion, has more upside because he's only uh, now three years into the league yeah. um, than Robert Woods, who has been, like, I think five years into the league. He's, uh, he's been in the league for a while, and I'm yeah. going to look it up right now. He but, has been in the league since 2013. Okay, so he's been in the league for almost a decade. Yeah, So, a decade. in my opinion, I think I would rather keep Van Jefferson and have that player whose position is a slot receiver than try and move Robert Woods around or Allen Robinson who around who have already been number ones in their career. Yeah, exactly. Now Allen Robinson, where you whether you think he's a number one somewhere uh is up to your opinion. I don't think he's a number one anywhere unless it's like Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh but they already got their number one, which yeah. we can talk about in a little bit but also the rams are losing one of their core defensive players in the super run super bowl run last year and that's von miller uh signing with the buffalo bills on in an absurd six years 120 million dollar contract uh what do you think about this contract for the buffalo bills and what this means for the future of the rams defense uh Personally, it's like, uh, like when I first saw the news break and everything, it is just unbelievable. He is 32, but he doesn't act 32. And it's a six-year deal. That means he'll probably reti- retire at 38 years old as an outside linebacker. And that's pretty dang old, you know? Uh, like, you, you, like, not everyone can be a Tom Brady while you're playing in your 40s, you know? So... Uh, and 120 million, like the price, I think is worth it because you know he gives you everything. He can drop back in coverage and swat a ball away. He can get to the quarterback as fast as possible. But just the years is this kind of like, like really mind-boggling, you know? Well, I think it's different for a 32-year-old Bob Miller as opposed to a 26-year-old Bob Miller, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, definitely. I'd rather have Yvonne Miller that was and pay him $20 million a year when he was really good in his late 20s mm-hmm. than old man Yvonne uh, Miller, who's still really good, still above average in at his position, Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. And he might not even finish the contract. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know about this sign up for the Bills. I do think. Um, I do think this now means that Aaron Donald is officially retiring, even though he hasn't announced it. He did say he wanted Bob Miller and OBJ back, and it doesn't look like uh, the Rams are going to do either of those moves now that Bob Miller is out there in Buffalo and Allen Robinson is now in L.A. So let's move on to the next team that has just been you know, causing a, a stir in the division. Yeah, so uh, we're with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, First topic, uh, Quandre Diggs. We have mentioned his name a lot in the past couple of weeks, but it's officially official that he re-signed for three years, forty million dollars. Like, so this is this is a huge, like, huge pickup and everything. Like, if they didn't re-sign Diggs, they would have to like really, really shop the market. So, like, w- like how do you, like overall like. How do you think he's going to perform with this like deal? Because, you know, money might get to some people's heads sometimes and they might not perform the same. 
But I don't I don't think it's gonna get to his head at all. Mm-hmm. Um I think Quandre Diggs deserves this money. Everybody on the Seahawks says or who was a teammate of Quandre Diggs on Twitter has been uh voicing their pleasures uh celebratory towards um Quandre Diggs. Uh and the Seahawks really needed to pick up Diggs. Uh I don't care who you are, Jamal Adams should not be your star, your only star safety, because uh, he cannot cover for anything. Uh, you know who can? Quandre Diggs. Mm-hmm. And he was arguably one of the best safeties in football last yeah, year. Definitely. And uh, Seahawks need him, especially with uh, the loss of Bobby Wagner, someone who can be that signal caller in the backfield. Yeah, and like, you know, the signal callers usually go to linebackers, but you know, he's that he's that true veteran leadership now. So like I think resigning him was really important because like without without a leader, you like you can't do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they're like everyone will be confused, everyone will be all over the place. It's like a defense without a leader will just like be I, I don't even know how to explain it. It'll just be messed up, you know. Yeah. So, uh, going to the next uh, Seahawks topic, uh, DJ Reed, uh, the starting corner for Seattle um, this past season, he goes to the Jets for three years, $33 million. Do you think that contract is worth it? And for Seattle's side, does this mean they will go with a defensive back with the ninth pick overall? I really like what the Jets have been doing this offseason. They've been picking up the players they need for the positions that they need. And DJ Reed... He's a really good pickup. He was a very underrated cornerback, in my opinion, uh, last season. Now, is he a true number one? I don't think so. But uh, in the Jets' case, where they're continuing to rebuild and try and compete with the Bills and the Patriots in that division, I think this is a step in the right direction. Now, for the Seahawks, I think that they're going. This is a really huge blow. I think they're really hoping that Reed would come back to Seattle. Uh, as they hope that all their players do, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get into later. Uh, but DJ Reed is, I think the Seahawks are going to have to draft a quarter, cornerback, uh, at least in the second round of this upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like, like going like back to the question, like I think that in general, like the player that would like the player that would be available at nine because his draft stock fell a little low and others went like super high and everything Derek Stingley from LSU would still be available at nine do you think that would be a good fit for Seattle because personally I do well Seattle needs some sort of backfield and they already have two at their safety position but right now their starting corner is probably Sidney Jones yeah and I don't think that's really the guy you want at corner Mm -hmm. so I think you put a young drafty, maybe um, you said Stingley, right? Yeah, Stingley um, from LSU. Yes. And, you know, I don't know. He could make, he could be, the, I wouldn't say number one corner. I think mm-hmm. he'd battle out between Sidney Jones or Trey Brown, uh, depending on if he's healthy. Um, but I think it could be a lethal uh, backfield in the future once. Uh, time goes on but only time will tell yeah and you know there's also other options like you know sauce gardener and everything mm-hmm. that's another big pickup and then 
I think uh, I think Kobe Bryant's Kobe Bryant's uh, his draft stock fell down. The defensive back from Cincinnati. But the last Seahawks topic we will get into is what you mentioned a little earlier today. Uh, Seattle is re-signing more of their own players rather than shopping the free agency market. What do you think their strategy is? Well, I think they, what I think John Schneider and what Pete Carroll think is that there's a lot of camaraderie uh, with last year's team, even though they didn't you know, necessarily perform uh, up to what they think their expectations were. Uh, so I think seeing guys like Kyle Fuller come back and uh, I believe Al Woods is back. Yeah, Al Woods. Uh, somebody else was signed back that same, or Will Disley as mm-hmm. well, even after they got Noah Fant. I think it says a lot more about the Seahawks organization that these guys want to come back than it says about other organizations. Um, do I think this is the right strategy? Uh, I don't think so. I think there needs to be a little bit of change in that defense um, in order to make it solid. But again, I'm not the one in the GM spot or the head coaching spot. Uh, so, and there will be a lot of changes with Russell Wilson gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think, but like I've said in the past, you hit the ball, everything. But you know, it is definitely strange that you know there are so many like free agents that they could pursue, like. Before J.C. Jackson went to the Chargers, you know, they could have pursued him. Or, or Stephon Gilmore? Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. He's he's still up uh, up for grabs and everything. And the Raiders actually might get him, uh, which would be a crazy Raiders defense. But, you know, they're not really – I like, like you said, we're not in the shoes of the GM or head coach. But it seems like they're not looking in the market for, like, a top guy. And I don't care how old a person is, like, and it just proves that Vaughn Miller signed a six-year contract. It's just, like, it's just weirdly there's, strange. There's still value in those old guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that uh, Bobby Wagner has, you know, not no longer going to be on the team, you really think that Seattle would look in the free agent market for a linebacker, but I feel like that they're leaving everything up into the draft, which we know as Seahawks fans is not a recipe for success yeah. uh, with the John Schneider, Pete Carroll tandem. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. no, it's going to be interesting what they do uh, in this upcoming draft where if they'll ever be interested in free agents that aren't their own. Uh, I know there are a lot of guys um, that we wanted to see come back. And one of them was Quandre Diggs. The other was DJ Reed. And they're not, uh, one of them is coming back, obviously, because we just talked about DJ Reed. Um, but everybody else just seemed like, yeah, we can probably do without them. Yeah. And it's kind of like they're just signing the scrub players, too. Like, the players that kind of contribute, like, the least amount. But I, I don't know. I'm not part of the team. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say something like that unless your name's Kyle Fuller. Um, Al, Al Woods was a questionable bring back. Uh, Will Disley. I think we over. I think the Seahawks overpaid for him. I agree. Um, three years. I forget how many mills there were. Yeah. But it was a lot for a backup tight end to no offense. Exactly. So, anyway, let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals, the hometown team here in Arizona, and it has just been a question mark of a off season for them. They're losing more players than they're than they're getting, and it seems like they're only getting worse, especially on 
the defensive side as Chandler Jones signed with the Las Vegas Raiders for three years, one or uh, excuse me, 51 million. Wow. What does this mean for the Cardinals? Uh, I, I was truly shocked. And I think many Cardinals fans were, but uh, honestly, I think this is, this is good for the Cardinals in some ways. Really? Even though I just said it's kind of crazy. Like uh, this can show that, you know, the uh, Cardinals can pursue an edge rusher in the draft or shop someone in free agency who might be younger and less injury prone. Um, or they put like, like, you know, saving Collins and Isaiah Simmons, you know, we've talked about them in the past, but, you know, linebackers can blitz and everything, no matter what position they play. So maybe you can put one of those two at, at an, as an edge threat and everything. Maybe that might work. So the opportunity for this team, like even though it's a big loss, can actually go in the positive direction maybe. I don't know. I, I still think you need a veteran edge rusher you know, on that team, a very young team, and then go corner in the draft if you're Arizona. Uh, we talked about, um, you know, who could possibly fill the role of Chandler Jones for the Cardinals uh, with Hayden and Jonah on their show, uh, A to Z, uh, all day. Um, and um, Fletcher Cox was yeah. one of the guys, and I think he fits great into uh, that scheme for the Cardinals. Yeah, and, you know, the Cardinals really don't have a solid a solid defensive tackle either, you know? So I think he would be a perfect pickup. And, you know, he's not – Fletcher Cox is not super old, but he's in that he's in that age gap where it's, like, perfect time, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they got they got J.J. Watt at the perfect time, even though he suffered an injury last year. Yes. I was about to say, are you sure about that? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, like, if he didn't suffer the injury, though, he would have had – like, I don't know how many sacks he had, but, like, knowing J.J. Watt, he would have had, like, seven-plus sacks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it, and the leadership that Watt bring to that defense mm-hmm. from Houston yeah. was just invaluable. Yeah, and uh, Watt, he brings, like, he brings a fierce attitude to, like, any defense. Yes. Like, I feel like that uh, defenses with him are more aggressive. And they want to, like, they, like, even though they want breaks, obviously, they want to be out there to make the plays and give the offense an opportunity to score. Yes. Uh, Anyway, moving on to another uh, free agent re-signing for the Cardinals is James Conner. They lost out on Chase Edmonds. He went over to Miami, Mm -hmm. uh, but they did bring back uh, James Conner. It was going to be one of the two, and it went with Conner. Uh, it's a three years, $21 million deal. So $7 million AAB. Uh, is this too much for Connor or is it just right or too low? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. But like you have, you have said in the past that it's just right. It's a perfect, like it's al- almost a perfect deal. Yes. And I, I don't know. Like, like he's not, he's not old either. And I think, you know what, you could have given him a little, little bit more. You know, uh, so I, I'm going to go with actually too low. Interesting. I, I think you could, 
Like this is like a questionable take, but I think you could have given him twenty five million instead. Dang, that's a lot. Yeah, because he's here. He's a true power back, and he can he can rumble and stumble throughout through the defensive line and linebackers and everything. I and he can push it in the end zone. So, um, and that's what you that's what you want in a running back, especially at his size. Yes, and I was looking up his age. He's only 26 years old, so he's not that old. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he can survive this contract as long as he stays healthy, but I feel like the Cardinals are using him right. They're using him as a red zone running back. Uh, that means uh, Eno Benjamin will probably be used as more of an elusive back that uh, Chase Edmonds was yeah, used uh, last year. Or they sign another running back and make you know a number three again. But that's just, you know, what I project that the Cardinals will do. Uh, but the Cardinals probably lost out on probably the best, uh, in the best way possible. Um, Christian Kirk signs with the Jags for $84 million. Yeah. That's- oh, my God. Jaguars, what are you doing? I don't know what's worse, the Von Miller contract or the Christian Kirk contract. Oh, my God. It's got to be. It's one of the two. Yeah. So, like, Christian Kirk, we've talked about him in the past, obviously, but he's, like, he's, and he's a good underrated receiver. Yes. But $84 million is just wild. He's getting paid like a number one, even though he hasn't performed up to the expectations of being a number one. And I don't even know how the Jets, like, we don't even know how the Jets are going to use him, too. Exactly. Just... Right now for the Jaguars, it seems like they're throwing money at guys yeah. just to ho- just in hopes that they can build some sort of team that can go eight and nine at least next yeah. season. And just for Trevor Lawrence to have somebody to throw to, mm-hmm. but it's Christian Kirk is not a number one. Yeah. And he shouldn't be paid like a true number one. He shouldn't be given DeAndre Hopkins money. Yeah. And I think this was before the Devontae Adams whole spiel, but uh, rest in peace, Jeffrey Hinkle. <laughs> yeah, um, but he, I think, is like the third highest paid receiver, and oh my goodness, that like that's a little too high. He's like, a little like I I use the wrong word, but he it's way too high. But yeah, it's like like. He's he's not the third best wide receiver in the league. You know? No. So like if you're getting the third highest paid, then it's it's completely idiotic. Yeah, know? and I don't even think Christian Kirk cracks my top twenty wide receivers right no. now. I think uh, he I think he break I think he's in top fifty at least. Yeah, but he's being paid like he's a top five receiver and yeah. he's nowhere close. Yeah. Do I believe he can get there? Maybe. But right now, usually you pay guys who for their performance up to that point, not for what you think they're going to perform to. And the Christian Kirk contract just seems more ludicrous the more I think about it. Yeah, and uh, uh, I don't know if they're trying to build around Trevor Lawrence, but if they are, uh, then they're kind of going into the positive direction. But Enough of the Cardinal stock. Now let's go into our last team, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, who have been quite quiet in this offseason. So the first topic, though, is 
Raheem Mostert goes to the Miami Dolphins, uh, which we kind of expected. So what does this mean for Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon? And like, like with Trey Sermon going down like back and forth, back and forth in this in this past season, who's really going to take the backfield in the in this upcoming season? Uh, right now, I think uh, Raheem Mostert signing. I think it just gives Miami an elite backfield with uh, Mostert, Gaskin. I would say Garrett Gaskin and um, Chase Edmonds. Even though like all three players aren't elite it gives a lot of depth um and a lot of competition for who will be the number one back in this upcoming season but for the 49ers I think there's a clear number one and we've talked about how much we've loved this kid uh since he uh performed just outperformed uh his uh draft mate uh Trey Sermon uh Elijah Mitchell sixth round back and Trey Stern was a first rounder and Elijah Mitchell second rounder I mean um and Mitchell so far has just been the better player yeah I think they're going to use Mitchell and Sermon as a one-two for next year or they're they might sign a veteran back who knows still free agency um but yeah Elijah Mitchell's the man in the backfield right now yeah, uh, per- personally, I'm just going to touch quick on this, but like, I think that Elijah Mitchell and Trey Sermon, they're going to be the better version of James Conner, Chase Evans. Really? Yeah. Because that was an, uh, that was an elite duo last year. Yeah, definitely. But I think since, since they are younger and they are surrounded by a better team, not so much a quarterback, though, uh, I think they can just, like, just outperform. Yeah. They can use Trey Sermon as the red zone back and Elijah Mitchell as the elusive back. Mm-hmm. And the uh, last 49ers topic, Shavarius uh, uh, Ward signs with the 49ers. What does this contribute to their defense with the secondary struggles? I mean, they needed to address the secondary, and they just did. Um, and the whole season came down to um, – play in the secondary yeah, and Jaquisti Tart literally dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something do I think Trader excuse me, Charvarius Ward uh is going to vastly improve the defense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That uh can only be because that can only be up to how the 49ers play in this draft uh and how they perform this upcoming season but the thing I'm more concerned about is why haven't uh the Niners done anything with Jimmy G because every single week we've we've expected oh where's Jimmy G going to be traded to I I saw on Twitter that Jimmy G was probably going to end up being a Colt and now Baker Mayfield wants to be a Colt after the Deshaun Watson trade to Cleveland Mm -hmm. uh so then that would check off another quarterback filled in for a team that needs a quarterback. And there's not very many teams that need quarterbacks now anymore, unless you want to trade in division and trade Jimmy G to the Seahawks, which I don't think is going to happen in a million years, nor do I want that to happen. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a good fit either. No, it would not. And now you've got a, a quarterback who's making over $20 million a year and you have nowhere to you have nowhere to move that contract. 
Carson Wentz is already filled in. Yeah, he already wants the commanders, so the fans. At commanders. You already got Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. You already have Baker Mayfield wanting to go to Indianapolis. Yeah. There's only a few teams. And you got Russell Wilson filling in uh, in Denver. So now it's just what teams are left? There, I feel like there are none. Like, there's obviously the scrub teams like the Texans, but like there's. But I think they really like Davis Mills, though. Yeah, I, I think so, too. But it's, it's just a whole – it's a very interesting situation. But um, going back to the signing they had, though, um, he – like, he's a young enough talent. That, Tredavious Ward. Yeah, Tredavious Ward, that he's just going to keep on improving. You know, he's such a young talent. He's fast and can – and he really contributed to that uh, Chief secondary. Yeah, and Chief secondary wasn't amazing, but he was a bright spot mm-hmm. in uh, that secondary. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, we're just about out of time. Uh, So we will see you next week. Same time, same place. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more free agency to talk about among these four teams. Yep.